Hey there, welcome back to the next episode of the Mass Business Podcast. My name is Matt Ward and I am your esteemed host. Before we get to this week's episode, I want to remind you to pick up your copy of The High Five Effect, How to Do Business with People Who Bring You Joy. You can find that at highfiveeffect.com. That's H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-E-F-F-E-C-T.com so that you can learn how to do business with people who bring you joy. And, and that's one thing I love talking about along with networking and referrals and business growth. And so today, I am excited to bring you an awesome guest, Michael Merlin. Michael is uh, a voice narrator with his company, Mike Speaks at the Mic. He's a voice narrator for podcasts, public service announcements, narrative, historical, and biographical projects. He's the VP of programming on the board of ATD Bay Colonies in Rhode Island. He enjoys travel, music, both live and recorded, and volunteers for many local charitable organizations. Now, what I'm hoping you'll get today is some great tips from Michael about how he's grown his voice narration business so that you can make some modifications to your business and grow it as well. Are you ready? Let's go. Welcome to the Mass Business Podcast, where small business owners, also known as risk takers, share their stories about the growth of their business and themselves. Our interviews and our content is focused on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. I say it all the time, and I'll say it again today, you never know where your next referral will come from. Hey, hey, welcome to the show, Michael. Happy to have you on. Thank you, Matt. Great introduction music. I'm a big music fan and appreciative of different types of music. And like, uh, was that the Four Tops or? No, no, no. Listen, listen, let me (laughs) straight up. That is, um, that is High Five Around the World. You can find it on Spotify and Amazon Music and all these other music places. That is a custom written song for me and this podcast. By Kelta Kelly, who is a financial advisor with Edward Jones and a longtime friend, but a Berkeley-trained musician who opened nice. for Darius Rucker twice at Foxborough. Oh. Yeah. So he's really awesome. If you could ever see Kelta Kelly play, he plays with a band, a, a sort of a country um, country cover band right now called Cashwood. Um, they're really, really great. They play at Watch. Wachusett Brewery at the Brew Yard a lot. They play in Range, New Hampshire. They play in Maine. So a lot of great music. And uh, he's one of the best uh, Billy Joel singers I've ever heard. <laughs> he sounds pretty much just like Billy Joel. Uh, yeah. I'll check him out. Thanks. Yeah. And so you can check out that uh, that song right on Spotify. Uh, we'll make sure we leave a link in the uh, show notes for all the listeners who want to check that out as well. Now, um, just, just for our listeners who are listening on their favorite podcast app and those who are watching on YouTube, can you just share with them briefly in under 30 seconds what it is you do? I create voice narration for different uh, media, including web, video, even uh, phone. Uh, it all depends on what the client's needs are. And they give me a script. I review the script. I'll make changes to the script if necessary. And then uh, they'll get an audio file that they can put into whatever product or project that they have uh, for a, um, a project that 
needs to get out to the public. Got it. And how long have you been doing that, Mike? About five years. Uh, before that, I worked in radio just part time. Uh-huh. And everybody kept saying to me, Michael, you have a good voice. And uh, some funny comments were, oh, your voice is like velvet and you have really good diction. And I you know, was appreciative of all of those compliments and then realized that I can work outside of radio in a profession that I can have as my own business and generate business um, one-on-one with clients uh, nationally, even internationally, thanks to the use of technology and digital media. Mm-hmm. Now, let's let's go back to that five years ago that you started the business and, and, and when you launched it. What were the types of things you did at the time to launch the business? I had already had experience in radio, but I wanted to get some more training for my voice uh, for different um, different methods of narrating, learning about inflections, um, pronunciations, and um, emphasizing words. So I, I, I got some formal training before I started my business. And then that training helped me create a, uh, as we used to say in the analog age, uh, a demo reel. Mm-hmm. So people can hear samples of my voice and different um, projects that I worked on with that demo reel. And then I started to go to local networking events and connect with people who are video producers, marketing uh, professionals, and all types of industries that uh, may need my services. Mm-hmm. Now, do you find that uh, the so the people you were connecting with were they were your centers of influence? Now, were they really your customers, meaning like they were sort of subcontracting you, or were they referring you to the end user client? Right. Not necessarily my customers, but if someone came up to them and said, hey, I need uh, someone to record narration for a project I'm working on, they would have already met me and say, oh, yeah, contact Michael Merlin for uh, his his knowledge and his capabilities. So uh, a lot of referrals um, Mm -hmm. help. Michael, um, what what set you off early on on the path of the what I call the center of influence, the COI? Right. What what sets you off to the referral partners versus trying to focus on the end user clients right at the beginning? It's all about uh, relationship building. And that's what referrals are about is relationship building. People already know what you do, but I think people want to know who you are and what type of personality you have with your character and how you can do it and how you can create a quality product for them. Mm -hmm. So how many, early on, how many networking events were you going to? Oh boy, I was going to three or four or or maybe five, five a week um, just to start building up my business. And then what and would you do after that? I would follow up with them, uh, even if they were just referrals. If, mm-hmm. if they were a um, contact that said, yes, I need your services, I would follow up with them right away, of course, and also contact them a week later if I didn't hear back from them, say, hey, remember me? I, I met you at this 
event. Uh, we talked about the, your project needs. Um, give me a call back so we can discuss it further. How often would you follow up with them if you didn't hear back from them? I would, um, after that, maybe let two weeks go by. Then if, still, if not, if I didn't hear from them, I'd, I, after that two weeks, I didn't hear from them. I'd follow up the following week. Um, I didn't want to be. So you would do about three follow ups in the course of maybe five or six weeks. Correct. I uh -huh. didn't want to be contacting them every day or every other day. I wanted I know a lot. Everyone is busy yeah. with their uh, main focus of their job and career. So I didn't want to appear to be someone that was um, right on breathing down their neck. But mm -hmm. I wanted to have it be a gentle approach to following up. And then would you, would that be the end of the follow-up process if you didn't hear from them after about five or six weeks? If I didn't hear from them, most likely I would see them at a networking event. And I said, oh, I've been trying to contact you. Um, uh, are you interest, still interested in uh, my services for your project? They go, oh yeah, yeah, I'm so sorry. I forgot. Let's, let's um, have a phone call or let's, meet in person one-on-one uh, -on -one and go over my needs and then then go from there you know what's funny about that michael is that uh so often i hear from my clients in my group coaching program or in my one-to-one -one coaching um this concern over follow-up this concern that they're pestering the client and they eventually stop they eventually stop following up but you know what's interesting about that is that when i had my web agency um even to this day, now not having sold that in 2018, I don't ever stop following up unless they tell me to stop following up, <laughs> right? And mm. and it's not a follow up on a quote; it's a follow up on a conversation exactly. that we had agreed upon. We had next steps, and I understand that they're busy. Things get lost in 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 translation. They get lost in time management. They get lost in business growth. Um, but. Funny enough, what I tell my clients is just keep at it. Just elongate the window in between follow-up. So if you go from, you know, 10 days, then go to 11 the next time and go to 12 the next time. And then eventually you'll be following up every 60 days or so. But you know what's interesting about that is that eventually somebody comes back around and was like, you know what, this email hit my inbox at the perfect time. I'm ready to talk about this again. Exactly. And they never yep. told you to go pound sand. No. It's because they didn't want you to go pound sand. It, like you said, it's all a matter of timing. We don't know what their timing is. Exactly. And they're not telling us what their timing is. But funny enough, if they know what their timing is and they tell us what their timing is, we will not follow up until that timing happens. But as long as you're un in their radar, not under, but in their radar, they will remember you from your follow-ups and even meeting them in person a second or third time. It's, it's, here's the thing. <laughs> I talk about this all the time. I talk about it in my first book, More Word of Mouth Referrals, Lifelong Customers, and Raving Fans, in that you have to maintain the long game and be consistent. Because if you show up, call it follow-up, call it reach-outs, whatever you want. If you show up more than your competition, you're going to get the business when, the, when they're ready to give the business to someone. And that's the thing is it's all about just being in the first position. Sometimes we'd even talk about it being in the second position. Like if you're a web design company 
and you're constantly reaching out and your partner has another web design company that they refer to, you want to be in the second position. So that when the first position screws it up, you get the business and the opportunity. And that's where this whole referral thing really starts to kick in mm -hmm. and the relationships, just like you, you said yeah. in, in the very first question was, it's all about the relationships. How are you staying consistent throughout the pandemic? You know, in, in 2020, mm -hmm. everything pivoted, shifted, everything went mm -hmm. online. Obviously, much of what you were doing mm -hmm. was online anyway. Right. How has your business changed throughout that process? My communication and relationship building and networking changed like everyone else's exponentially. <laughs> but I was still able to maintain and build more relationships by different avenues and channels. Uh, many more networking events shifted to online mm -hmm. and that gave me the opportunity to attend many more networking events, even if it was one after another, day by day, hour by hour, because that's where everybody was landing for their networking. And I even found some national networking events that are not in my regional area and my work lends itself to being um national mm -hmm. by the sheer nature of the technology that i use to review scripts uh, submit scripts uh, record audio and also submit audio it, it yes nationally uh globally yes uh some language barriers may be problematic if it was globally, but uh, nationally it, it grew because of those networking events that shifted to being online. Do you find that you get business from going to one networking event? I do. And for me, and this is how I've always been um, in my personal and professional life, it's all about showing up and meeting people face to face. Uh, yes, you do have some networking events that are online, but when you are in front of someone that you may have known for a, a while or even a new person that you met at a networking event, it's all about meeting that person, discussing their interests, their knowledge and their needs face-to-face. Uh, -face. I, I believe, firmly believe that person will remember someone who is face-to-face um, -face with them more than a click away on an a online meeting or networking event. How long does it take for people to generally refer you? For you, is it, is it a week? Is it a month? Is it six months? What, what, do you, what have you figured out? It could be three, six, 12 months. Um, mm -hmm. It varies. It, like you said, it, it's all about the timing and their needs. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, someone might not be going up to someone I know asking like, hey, do you know a voice and error? They may not be asking that all the time, but I think um, by conversation, they're like, oh, you know, I'm working on this project. I need someone to uh, narrate the project. Do you know anyone? Right away, that person I've networked with in person, my their memory may 
go off instantly and, and mention my name. Got it. What other things are you doing to grow your business other than uh, networking as a whole? Yep. The other thing I'm doing is um, when I am at the networking event, I'm offering um, a free script read for as someone who's interested in a project. That way, um, it gives them a sample of my work and also gives them a sample of a work relationship I would have with that person. Uh, this, by nature, my profession is a almost one-on-one um, work relationship. Mm-hmm. And you may see me and meet me at networking events, but you don't know how I work or how the other person works. So that free offer for a free script read and even edit um, could be the genesis to uh, a working relationship. That's interesting. I mean, that's basically the freebie that we all give out marketing wise or whatever, kind of like the, um, in the marketing world, they call it a tripwire in some cases. Sometimes they charge for it. Sometimes they don't free download. You know, I have those things in my, in my business that that grow my list and things like that. And then I'm consistently marketing every single, you know, week I send out a, a networking tip video and also have a very active YouTube channel for those videos. So, so that sounds very, very similar. Are they you you then using those script reads in demo reels and such? Um, Only as well? if I have the permission of the person that mm-hmm. is um, auditioning my uh, my work effort. Only if I have permission. From that person, are you doing anything unique or different than you've seen other businesses do that that you think um, has worked in your business long term? Um, I I think the free demo read is unique. Uh-huh. Other there, I've seen other people and I've heard other people. They're just they're going after a a a um project one after the other non-stop one after the other without much thought of you know building a relationship um, mm-hmm. building now do you do you focus when you're talking about building a relationship and you're talking about not sort of because what what you what you're really saying here is 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 people are going after the volume game right in your right. industry are you in a specific sector or market have you have you figured out a target market that you like to work in for narration I like uh, video productions. My background is also video productions, so I can understand the video producer Mm. uh, end of the project. And when I'm narrating and even, you know, talking, you know, for a meeting about it, I would, I enjoy, you know, giving some information, some knowledge to the video producer. And they appreciate that. And uh, up front, I tell them, I have video production background. Do you mind if I look at the video while I'm narrating and give some tips on um, uh, ways to improve the video production as well as the narration? And they're appreciative of that. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, so so what I'm hearing is is that you you you're finding a target market from your past experience. Yes, which is what I think so many people overlook. Mm-hmm. 
you know, they yep. they look at the experience and the industry experience that they have, and they're like, ah, I don't want to play in that world anymore. I got out of that world specifically so I could get and do do something different. But they don't realize that the different thing that they're doing, they can now sell into that market because they clearly know and understand and comprehend that market so well um, that they become the leading expert in that market and in that space. They know the language, the vernacular and things like that. And, and mm-hmm. I think that's a positive thing. And I think most people overlook that. And I enjoy technology, video production, learning new methods of editing and recording. Um, I, I, I'm keeping myself in pace with the new trends and um, new best practices for, for that, that industry. Mm-hmm. What are your expectations when it comes to networking as, as far as getting getting new business? You talked a little bit before about how the timing can be different for different mm-hmm. people. But yeah. how do you stay positive in a world where you go to a networking event and you walk out and you're like, well, that sucked? <laughs> um, you know, at networking events, most of the time, I'm not talking about business. Right. I'm talking about everybody's interests. Like, oh, uh, you like this hobby. You like to travel. Oh, I traveled here. Like, and then we talk about their, you know, their um, experience with travel. Or it's 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 built. It's about personality and about knowing someone beyond business and learning more about them as a person and staying connected to them as a person. And then even if someone says to me, uh, I'm a real estate agent, like, oh, I know a pest control expert. He's a great guy. He's um, built his business all by himself. And, you know, out, outside of his business, he's very dedicated to his family and friends. And that information comes out of a person more than he or she knows this about that or, you know, has a certificate in this. It's more about the personality and two personalities that can combine with each other to work professionally. Yeah. And I think that, you know, when you start to have, that's what that's what networking is about. That's what relationships are about. I think I think sometimes people confuse and separate networking and relationships. But really, I think they they you know networking is the activity that starts the relationship. But you know they they see networking as the activity to make the sale instead of the activity to make the relationship. And when we focus on the sale or the product or the consumer based side of the business. Mm-hmm. It, we struggle to get into the relationship mode, which is what we need to actually eventually get the referrals and make the sales. Yep. And oftentimes I think they're just confusing the two. They really just need to consider networking as, as the event and the opportunity to build a relationship. Mm-hmm. And it, they just go for the wrong stuff when they're in the room. And those relationships can also be a support system for other business owners uh someone struggling with this about their business 
they reach out to someone they met at a networking event and they like, oh, I can't help you, but I know someone that can help you. Mm -hmm. I'm in constant communication with a new business owner that I met a month ago and uh, I, she's a, she's a very nice person to start off with. And I keep checking in with her every week to see how she's doing. And I give her like, oh, this person can help you with this. That person can help you with that. Or this event can help you meet uh, contacts for your business. And I, I enjoy doing that. And she is appreciative of me helping her, you know, go through the uh, process of running a business. And it's more about our personalities being connected rather than, hey, how, did you make 10 sales this week? Yeah. No. Hey, how was that event for you? Did you meet some people there? And that's, that's, that's the type of person I am. And that's how I am with um, people that I know through the networking events. Yeah, that's good. Um, let's talk a little bit of some, a couple of questions I'd like to ask yep. all my, uh, all my guests so that our sure. listeners can get some real value is, is the first one is, you know, what type of software, again, I'm not talking about industry specific software, yep. software that you use that other people wouldn't use, but what, what business related software would you recommend that could be a game changer for small business owners moving forward? That's a very good, tw uh, helpful tools for business. Uh, I'd have to, I'd have to say that I really haven't thought of any tools for small businesses that may, part of me is old fashioned. Mm -hmm. Yes. I use a lot of technology for my business mm -hmm. and everything, but part of me is old fashioned. I was raised to be with people at uh, different events as much as possible. My, my, the tools that I use are kind of old fashioned and I really haven't delved into any amazing tools. I have really haven't searched for any amazing tools, you know, to help my small business. But I think the method I'm using is, is working for me. How do you follow up with all those people? How do you keep track of those people? Do you have a CRM? Yep. I do not. I again, it's the old-fashioned way. I what I is have... the old-fashioned way? Is it index <laughs> cards? No, not that old-fashioned. <laughs> you know, put put information in my 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 notes app on my phone, and you know, met this person at this event, uh, contacted them at this time, uh, left them a message on this date, met them again at this event, and talked to them about this talk to them about this topic. Yeah. Um, so it, it is, I know maybe archaic for some people, but it, it works for me. And well, I think that's the most important part. Some people yeah. ask me all the time, what's the best CRM to use? And I said, the one that you actually use, <laughs> you know, I mean, whatever, whatever the systems or process you use in your business, the question I would have for you then, Michael is how do you scale? Right? I mean, how, how does the business, you know, if you get hurt, injured, I mean, obviously you're the voice, so the business right. could suffer in that scenario. But if you brought on a virtual assistant, how would they even help you scale if it's in your phone? 
right? This is one of the things that we see as small business ownership is, is it's working in the business, not so much on the business of the systems and process. And so you might want to be thinking about how does that, you know, what's the next step for you? I mean, maybe it isn't bringing on people, but, but, um, but it might just be like, how's that stuff backed up? I mean, where is it accessible? I mean, even just like Google, you know, Docs. drive or something. Yeah. Docs. Yeah. It's a very good point. It's a very yeah. good point. All right. Yeah. Now let's switch to the next question. Yep. Uh, best business books you'd recommend to people read? Oh, boy. <laughs> read or listen to, I should say. Yeah, I know. It's it's incredible. Um I'm again, I'm all over the map about information. I'm an information uh, overload. Oh, um, (laughs) addict. (laughs) Uh So I'm reading business about business from all perspectives of business, be it a certain industry, be it, you know, uh, national business, international business. So I'm all over the map about reading about current business. Um, I really haven't delved into a front-to-end page back book because the way I I work and think is that, okay, I, I read that article about this business. What are the implications for society based upon what happened with that that business news and that's from my background in sociology that's what i Mm -hmm. studied in uh, undergrad i majored in sociology so i always i'm always thinking of the implications of business on uh, a a culture a society you know a, a country that's that's how i absorb information and analyze information got it so no recommendations on a business book today i'm sorry i can't (laughs) (laughs) all right well if you're talking about implications and the way people feel then i'll recommend the high five effect how to do business with people who bring you joy (laughs) i knew you were going there matt i knew you were going there (laughs) well i don't normally have people recommend my own book usually they have something uh that they've read over the past you know 10 or 15 years but but that that definitely is going to have a sociologic impact uh you know the ideas that you surround yourself with people that make you smile that's the whole concept of that book so exactly and that's the golden golden rule that i believe in is always surround yourself with awesome people oh michael thanks for coming on the show how can people if they want to network with you they want to show up to a networking event uh or they just want to meet with you on zoom or something or, or reach out for some services how can they find you and where can they reach you my website is michaelmerlin.icanvoice.com. My cell is 508-954-3390. Uh, that's the best way to contact me. I'm instantaneously looking at my phone, answering my phone, connecting to my phone. But my other, inf- all of Putting notes in your phone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, my other information is michaelmerlin.icanvoice.com. You'll find my other contact information there. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show. Hopefully the listeners today learned a little bit about uh, some strategies around networking and things like that that you've done in the past five years to grow your business. And uh, if you want to be a guest on the show, make sure you reach out to us. 
You can find us on uh, Facebook or reach out to me at mattwardspeaks.com. Find me on my website. I'm on social media under Matt Ward Speaks. And uh, make sure you subscribe and click the notification button on YouTube so that we can get enough viewers and uh, share the share the noise out there, the the, the noise of our guests and, and, and how it's impacting their business and hopefully the strategies and tips and tasks that you can take away, the, the hacks we like to call them, you can take away to grow your business. Until next time, don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around you. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Mass Business Podcast, where we focus on growing a small business and understanding networking and referrals. Don't forget to like on your favorite platform and share out this podcast. This show has been produced by Heather Grant, music by Celtic Kelly, All Rights Reserve. I'm your host, professional speaker, author, and word of mouth referral consultant, Matt Ward. Don't forget to live happy, smile a lot, and high five everyone around you. Telling you